The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. intro was just, was perfect for what we were literally just talking about before before we started oh. recording the yeah. the little bar going up and then it's sounding like a fail that's like you failing to to get the drivers for a new <laughs> keyboard uh to fill fill people in who are just joining us now um we had a typical magsy eye roll and a for fuck's sake about me before we even went live this week <laughs> uh we were talking about magsy's keyboard is causing him a few issues and he, he showed me the keyboard on the screen and i said oh i think i got a couple downstairs that look like that because obviously i inherited a few shall we say from uh from my previous work and i, I can't plug new stuff into my old computer downstairs because it asks me to connect to the internet for the new software and then Maxie was like, have you tried this? Have you tried that? And I was just like, I've got no idea what you're talking about. And then we we had about 35 seconds before showtime and there was no time to get into it. With you, so <laughs> I essentially cut you off with a countdown. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Oh, how we doing then? How we doing, Maxie? You good? I am bloody ecstatic. Yeah? I'm, yes, I'm feeling very chipper today. And I think you might know why. I might know why. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, let's not get into that because spoilers. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think our friends would uh, appreciate us ruining that, but all will become clear on a different podcast sometime in the next, what, couple of weeks? I think it is. On the, on the 19th of yes. December, I think it drops. Uh, yes. Yeah, we, we had a bloody good time, didn't we? It was a, a, a laugh riot. Yes. But I mean, this is a bit awkward because we're talking about something we're not supposed to be talking about. You knew I was going to. We literally had a conversation after the recording where you said, you've got to not mention this at all. I said, I cannot promise to do that. (laughs) I'm not going to give the game away, but I just just saying we had great fun uh, recording a podcast for someone else. Indeed we did. Indeed we did. Maxie, that's a very bright T-shirt you're wearing or top or whatever. I've just spilled a lot of paint. Are you... it's just a new t-shirt, calm down. Have you joined the cycling team? No. I, I mean, I, that's actually a really good idea, isn't it? No, it's just a... It's fashion, sir. There's this thing called fashion. You probably was a part of it 20 years ago. I don't even think I was up. then. <laughs> <laughs> we we started doing some of that. I can't talk too much about it because of the nature of my work and so on. But today we had a new colour arrive that we're supposed to be making these these parts in. And it's something we've not done before. And it was like a crazy high-vis yellow. And everyone was looking over at this new colour that we've got in that's been especially made for this particular prototype thingy. And they were all going, bloody hell, that colour's so bright, it's so garish. Oh, my God. I was thinking, I had a shirt like that in the 90s, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to have... Do you remember those... Um, 
black shirts that had like fire and dragons on. Yeah. I yeah. I used to have quite a few of them when I was <laughs> cool. I had a shirt with fire at the bottom. Yeah, I'll was, tell you what, I it went, was actual fire. Yeah, it was. It was set you on fire. <laughs> I just dropped my cigarette. And <laughs> there was one occasion actually when we went out on the piss, all the lads and that, and one of our mates' dads joined us for a couple of points. And he, you know, first pub, and he'd go home early, whatever. He'd join us for a couple of beers. And he went, Oh, you must be Sai. And I was like, Oh, yeah, I am. You're, you're such and such as dad, aren't you? And he said, Yeah, hi. And we shook hands and we had a point. And, like, and he's like, Yeah, I, I knew it'd be you because my son tells me all the time about your incredibly bright shirts. You know, they, they really stand. And I can see you've got another one on there. And I'm thinking, What the fuck's wrong with my shirts? What's being said about how I dress? You know? <laughs> Not or the, not telling him about you and your personality, but you'll yeah. recognise that he's the one that wears the horrific shirts. He's the one that's dressed like an absolute bell end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Max, we've got loads to talk about today again, haven't we? It's another bumper show, isn't it? it seem to say this every week now. Perhaps it's not yeah. a bumper show anymore, and it's just the norm. I don't know. It, it's we just overrun, don't we? I think it's time to take. Uh, chain wrestling from the raw two hours to the raw three hours. Oh no, I mate, I'm so tired today. I'm so <laughs> tired. I need to be in bed now. I'm knackered. We can't overrun. We got. We got. Listen, got we're professional enough. We can. We can run through all this. Yes, we can run through it. A massive non-wrestling topic I'm really looking forward to diving into. Uh, we've got so many great responses, and there's going to be a lot of, I don't know what that is, from me, which is standard practice. Uh, we've, <laughs> we've, of course, got a couple of entrants into the Chain Wrestling Live Hall of Fame, and we have a TNA wrestling match to look at, something that mm. I think is it a lot more often, because it, it, this company's been around for so long, and we've only done like what a handful of matches, and you look at the talent that went through that company as well. And the and the matches are free on YouTube. Yeah, There's so I much know. content. Uh, you don't have to have a subscription to a network, or you don't have to have a streaming service. You can get that. You can watch these matches for free. So whole pay per views, mate. Whole yeah. pay per views. It's amazing. So yeah, why not cover more of it? Mm, there we go. Is that a little insight as to where we're going in the poll later on? Uh, no, 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 uh, not, <laughs> not at all. Why not cover more of it? Just not now. <laughs> or ever again. <laughs> oh, but on that note, we should start the show, my friend, because we've waffled enough waiting for people to join us. We have. I'm fed up, dismissing the competition You're hopeless, I'm trash, or efficient Listen, you want a class on tradition? On one condition, forget the best of the century Talk about the best of all time, you better mention me Essentially, I'm the best that's ever gonna be I hold my ground, you never take it from under me Don't run to me, it's gonna be trouble I hit you so many times, you see triple or double Instead of one of me I got more heart, more ways to tear you apart I lay you down early on, or maybe in the later round It's no different to me If you tap out, cash out, or simply pass out for quick Cause you face down, really, barely alive Cause I'm an animal Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Sai, an SJP World Media Production, episode eight, apparently. <laughs> I blame the keyboard again. Mm, your your sticky keyboard, as you described it to me, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I think we all know what's been going on there. 
episode 140 or 108 live, I guess. I am Sai, and with me as always is the sting to my should be sleeping. That kind of works, I think. That rough one? That was a rough one, wasn't it? I'm yeah, tired, like I said. That was, that was tenuous. Okay. The total non-stop action to my tired interaction. That's better, isn't it? That's, That's better. better. You've there redeemed yourself. Hey, look at that. A podcaster who is no doubt going to call some of my favourite bands and songs complete shite in a little bit. The podfather himself, Lord Mags. How's things? Yeah, really, really good. Um, just been a, a quiet weekend, uh, but no massive drama. No, yeah, it's just been fun. Just a fun, yeah. fun old weekend. Yeah. Nice. Excellent. Liv scored her first goal this weekend, back after her knee injury. Oh, amazing. I bet, that, awesome I bet she was really happy about that. It's that sort of getting back into um, a sport after such a long layoff. Mm-hmm. I bet she was itching for a goal, and you need it for that confidence, don't you? Yeah, uh, so she had a She's had a few games as well where she might she missed a couple of opportunities and so on. So you can see it was bothering her a little bit. But yeah, she finally got on the score sheet, which was Brilliant. which was well lovely. Um, and me, Charlie, and Sharon watched the next new episode of Doctor Who. And at the end of that episode of Doctor Who, it played a little trailer for next week, which is the last one of the specials. And there's a scene in the trailer where David Tennant, who's obviously leaving the show again, starts glowing like he's going to regenerate and goes, it's time. And I turn around to my daughter and she's already bloody crying. We haven't even, it hasn't even aired yet. Wow. You know? <laughs> oh, she loves him so much. She loves him so much. But oh, yeah, good, good times, mate. Good times by all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there we is. go. Shall we uh, check who has joined us in the chat? Yes, we shall. So first up, as always, and um, again, thanks for the amazing graphic work uh, from Super this guy, stuff. King Pig Batters. He's certainly the Photoshop wizard. He says, evening, gents. Well, evening to you. Uh, the first lady of the SJP World Media Network, uh, Sharon, says, it's Monday night. You know what that means? Uh, Connor, uh, our friend from over the pond, says, hello, you handsome gents. Crew are hosting the MLS final. Absolutely beaming right now. Yeah, so, so they'll get three to 400 people rocking up for that match. That's absolutely amazing. Great it's stuff there. On that. <laughs> Art, City <laughs> doing, Art City doing shit. Um, no, we didn't lose this weekend. Thank you. I didn't mean, I meant the proper city. The city that everyone knows, not you lot. Are you still oh, rock right. bottom? Yeah, yeah. But we didn't lose this weekend. Okay. No, Frozen pitch game postponed. <laughs> <laughs> Tosser. Absolute Tosser. <laughs> uh, Tyler Peters joins us. Hello, Tyler. Hello, Tyler. Absolute says, legend. Love the boat. Hey, fellas. Uh, Connor says, is Mags feeling ecstatic because Burnley beat... A sh- I mean, he didn't need to caveat it with this, but he says Burnley beat a shitty <sighs> Sheffield United team. Yes, but we not we didn't just beat them. We absolutely slapped their peckers. What um, a huge three points that is for Burnley. Very, very needed. Very needed. And mm. it, it's, I think it's cost Sheffield United's uh, manager his job. Did he get fired today? Oh, did he go today, did he? I think so. Um, Chris Wilder's uh, the the favourite for, for the job. Um, yeah, it's not, those are the matches you need to win, though. Yeah. The ones where, if you struggle, you need to beat the, the people around you. And hopefully, Burnley can can kick on from that. Uh, brilliant, brilliant result. Um, so, yeah, that is part of it, Connor. Thank you uh, for that. Uh, King Pigs Banner says, 
MNF Christmas quiz. I couldn't possibly comment on on that. Um, don't know what you're talking about. MNF is that like Marks and Frenzers? Fre- Marks and Frenzers, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> James uh, at uh, Yarn All Right says hello, uh, bonjour. Um, then Morte, um, is that? Oh, that would might be what MNF means, Morty and Fitch. Maybe he says hello. Long time no see. It feels like an age, Morty. We should it does. maybe maybe we should like uh, team up and and podcast, do a call collab in the very near future. Maybe about well, the nineteenth. There is the whole draftomania thing that's been started up, hasn't there? That we yes, want people to is. get involved in. You know, perhaps when we finish running through the chat, I can I can give people a, a little explanation of, of as to that. So. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Dan Griffin says, TNA is fucking brilliant. Evening all. Uh, and he also says, well done, Liv. Cracking effort. Uh, Liv getting a lot of love. Uh, Morty also saying, well done, Liv. Uh, absolutely. Uh, definitely deserved. Uh, Dan says, uh, Doctor was amazing. He blubbed like a baby. Uh, Sharon says, Sam is Liv's first goal for the ladies' team this weekend. Yes, me and Charlie stayed home. Arsehole. Um... <laughs> Glenn Abbott says, hey, guys. Hey, Glenn, uh, nice to see you here. Um, Hi, Glenn. Uh, Connor says, I think Sheffield will break Derby's 11-point record. Well, I mean, 11-point, there's a lot of game time to be able to pick up 11 mm. points. That Derby team was somewhat special. Absolutely they got, special. They'll be taking three points off uh, Manchester United next time they play them. So that's three straight away. So... I reckon I reckon they will get more than eleven points. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Uh, King Pigsbrother says they've already posted about it on X. I'm assuming he means uh, Sheffield United. Um, Sharon says, uh, for your information, I can't hear properly because Charlie is currently watching Doctor Who in the living room. <laughs> she is. <laughs> she's just tormenting herself. Tormenting herself. No, she's um, watching older episodes. Again, tormenting herself, watching terrible uh, Doctor Who from. From way back when, uh, Dan, Dan Griffin what? says, "Good on Charlie." <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm just sassy. I'm just. It gets to Monday night. I just get. I know I'm seeing your lovable face, and I think, "Yep, get into sassy mode." Brilliant. Uh, King Pigvella says, "What about the Mighty Burnley? Exactly. What a fucking bout, Mar- Marty Burnley. Five nil. They absolutely demolished Sheffield United, and we're we're gunning for them European places now." uh morty says uh what episode is she watching uh think about going watch it instead of this shit i wouldn't morty just remember we know of future um uploads of a certain morty and fritch podcast and we could give the game away if you really want to ruin your yeah ruin your listenership so you better stick around to the end sir uh, she's, uh, um, she's actually watching Kill the Moon, by the way. But anyway, <laughs> that means absolutely nothing to me. Is that in black and white, or is that no? Cool? It's, Peter, it's Peter Capaldi. It's one of the newer ones. All right, I might have watched that one then. And she watched the Matt Smith okay. one before that. Okay, I don't mind the new Who. New Who's cool. Old Who can suck a dick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Connor, <laughs> the the last one. Connor says the volley will be live for the MLS Cup final. I don't know if you see my tweet, but it will mean the uh, 
well to me if both of you will pop in the chat for a minute and just say hello. Well, I'm sure we will definitely try. Yes, um, no worries. King Pigs Banners then says, Morty's already posted it on X. Uh, it's out on the 19th. Yeah, he may have posted it, but to quote uh, Scott Hall, you know why we're here. But or is it that? I've got it wrong. But you don't know who we are. What? But you don't know who we are. <laughs> yes, that. <laughs> I've got half the brain that you have. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's just, we know we know the inside information. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. We do indeed, so we can't give out any spoilers. But yeah, look out for the Morty and Fitch Christmas Pub Quiz out on the 19th. Fantastic stuff. Um, Okay, a couple of things I want to give a shout out to before we move on very quickly. Connor is correct. Uh, The volley on Saturday evening is covering the MLS Cup Final. Brilliant. uh, Which it it decides their their, their season, doesn't it? Who's going to be champions, I think. It's like the end of their playoff system, isn't it? I believe so, yeah. I mean, Americans have to make everything very kind of... There has to be a rigmarole. It can't just be a, yeah. a winner of the league. So, but yeah, that's the essentially the the final game of the season. Yes. So make sure if you are free Saturday evening and you want to check out a little bit of soccer, you can uh, jump on the volley on all the places that you catch the chain wrestling shows live mm-hmm. and the volley Absolutely. live on the rest of, rest of the episodes and so on. Uh, you know, Twitch, Facebook, uh, here on YouTube, and all, and all that great stuff via SJP World Media, uh, and see the lads covering the first MLS game live here on SJP World Media. Also, there is a new show joining the network entitled WrestleManiacs, uh, hosted by Tyler Peters and his friend Waylon. Now, this is a live show that they do on Facebook, YouTube, and so on, on Waylon's own particular brand. But the audio version now has a home with us. So that will be coming out sometime this week. And it'll be a weekly show uh, going forward. So check that out. And it's going to be looking at news that week in, in primarily wwe so you can keep up to date with what's going on in the in the world of the wwe uh without having to actually watch too often which i think is quite a nice thing but there mm-hmm. we go and also draft mania as project brought to you by our good friend morty and dan griffin and ben is also involved and so on that is joining sjp world media as well there's really a couple of episodes in the bag recorded and it's a great idea a great format effectively a roster is put forward, whether it's WCW 1995 or TNA 2009, as we're talking about that one, and two, um, I suppose, contestants or two um, uh, people guesting on the podcast draft their two separate rosters from this one particular roster, and then whoever is hosting that particular episode, because it's all going to be interchangeable, will decide ultimately, well, on certain rules as to whether you can draft tag teams together or are they two singles guys, really, and so on. And we'll also have the final say as to which roster they prefer. So a little bit of friendly competition between people. If you want to be involved in that, reach out to, well, you can reach out to SJP World Media, of course. You can reach out to Morty. What, you want people to reach out to you? You'll fucking no, I'm, putting my, I'm, I'm putting my hand up to throw my name in to the, be involved. In the hat. Ah, okay, yes. right. When you put, I thought reach out to, and you put your hand up, and I was like, "What's the fucking point?" Yeah, no, <laughs> no bother reaching out to me unless you want to reply in three or four weeks. Yes, there we go. And we got Dan Griffin in the chat there saying, "Anyone and everyone is welcome to jump in and do Draftomania episodes. No set host or guests. Proper community project. Everyone involved. You can host an episode. You, whichever way you want to do it. Um, Morty is working very hard on this behind the scenes assembling because effectively it's, we're hoping it's going to go live at some point. So you can have people 
people in the chat debating oh, the see. drafts as well. Um, and uh, Morty's knocking up uh, visuals for the live shows with regards to being able to drag images of the wrestlers over to different rosters. So you got a visual representation of who has what and so on live as it goes. So yeah, reach out to Dan Griffin, Morty, myself, whatever, if you want to be involved in that. And hopefully the episodes will start dropping very, very soon, Magsy. Yeah, brilliant. And like I said, I, I will uh, be tossing my name in the hat, to maybe host and be a, a drafty, Nice, nice stuff. Well, hopefully you won't host if I'm on there as a draftee because whoever I'm up against will obviously win because that's just how you work. That I can call <laughs> it right down the middle. Don't call me Jack okay. Garrett. Okay. <laughs> uh, so then, where are we going first, Magsy? Where are we going first? Um, um, shall we go for the Hall of Fame? Let's do it, mate. Yet again, I forgot that the chicken was coming. <laughs> <laughs> My internet is having a little bit of a wobble, just to pre-warn everybody, oh, but hopefully I, it'll hold out. I can always tell when your internet's having a wobble. It takes you about 15 seconds to reply. Okay, okay, fair enough. I don't know if my little uh, booster pod has turned on at the back. I might have to go switch it on in a moment, Mags. But anyway, okay. Hall of Fame. What are you looking at this week, mate? So uh, we've had a a semi-tradition, I suppose, of not inducting actual wrestlers. Um, but eventually mm. we are going to have to get to a point where we, we are inducting wrestlers. But this week for me is not that week. Um, I, wanna, I want people to think about why we are fans of wrestling. Um, wrestling is one of those one of those very few things, that, especially for me, that can make your hair stand on end, that can get you emotionally invested, um, where you are taking on a journey uh, with wrestling. And there's, there's many um, moments and, and um, memories in wrestling that just, they just evoke this passion, these, these, this uh, feeling that you're part of something, um, whether that is a wrestler that you love um, winning the, the world title or whether it's um, a wrestler returning from injury and, and you didn't know about it. We've all had those kind of feelings. Triple H returning from, from injury. Uh, John Cena returning at the Royal Rumble when it was uh, likely to, he was to be on the shelf for a long, long time. But we all have significant moments in wrestling that that we put on a pedestal and one that i've got it's it's hard for me to explain so i'm not actually gonna i'm gonna do this instead go on and check your big fat ass directly into the smackdown hotel big shows will need a big king size bed isn't he <laughs> wait a minute Millennium Four. It's the Millennium Four. Ten. Nine. Oh. Countdown. Six. The Millennium Four. We're counting down. Here. Two. We're counting it down. What? What? 
Wrestling Federation. We're so getting hit with a copyright strike for that. That's worth it. <laughs> that, that pop when Chris Jericho debuts for the WWF, it will forever, uh, in my mind, be the best debut of a wrestler um, that I've ever, ever seen. Um, the the start of him becoming a, a genuine wrestling superstar. Um, yeah, I can't say enough about Chris Jericho's debut for the WF. Um, personally, I think he's a bit of a pillock, but in terms of um, wrestling, he's, he's got to be up there with one of the best. So I'm putting in this week's Hall of uh, Fame the debut of Y2J. Fantastic stuff. I love that clip so much. I've not seen it for a little while, so I really enjoyed that. Oh, that I, I watch and, it. And just the intro music and Yeah, I, I watch it very regularly because it's just it's just so good. And each time it still it still sends the 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 shivers and, and makes my hair stand on end because it's just that damn good. Yeah, it is fantastic, isn't it? Absolutely brilliant stuff. What a snazzy shirt he had on as well, eh? I think I had one of those in the nineties. Leather pants. Oh, I didn't have those. I've never worn leather pants. <laughs> what a horrible thought that is. <laughs> uh, my entrant is something that I, I suppose is is almost like a symbol in a way. It's it's a championship. It's a title and what it stands for. And. Both of those guys in the ring we saw there, The Rock and Jericho, actually held this belt at, at different points in their career. My entrant is what is referred to as the Big Gold Belt, which was the Jim Crockett Promotions, NWA, WCW, World Heavyweight title for, for many, many years. And it's it may seem a simple entrant in the fact that I'm just inducting a title belt, but it's, it's for so many reasons that this entrant is being put forward. And I think it carries so much weight. When it was first bought in in 1986, one of the very first matches that it was contested in, or, or was contested for the big gold belt, was Ric Flair Barry Windham. One of the first five star matches that came out of America for many, many years from, from Dave Meltzer. Don't shudder like that, Max. It's a bloody good match. And we rated it incredibly highly when we looked at it on this show, you prick. <laughs> but you think about the history with that title and the fact that the NWA world title kind of always did symbolize not entertainment not the the sports entertainment side of things or the more wwe or wwf style of things this was professional wrestling and if you were the nwa world champion 95 percent of the time you were viewed as being the best wrestler in the world which makes it even crazier to think that this only came in in 86 it doesn't go back into the early 80s or, or the 70s uh, and you know, Harley Race's runs. And, I mean, Race never held this particular version of the NWA title, for example, in his seven world title rings. You think back to Ric Flair's matches with Ricky Steamboat. You think back to Ric Flair's matches with Terry Funk. You think to Ravishing Rick Rude in the early 90s holding that title when it got silly name changes for copyright reasons and all other nonsense. It was called the International Championship for a while. And at one point, it was even called, literally, the big gold belt and you would have graphics up saying rick reed versus sting for the big gold belt because of copyright issues with the nwa and, and ownership and so on you then look into the history of that belt being taken by flair when he got fired by wcw 
and they weren't returning the deposit money for that championship and he was turning up on WWF television with it for a while pixelated out so so iconic from so many people's youth I guess well that'd be 91 magazine wouldn't it I think mm-hmm. something like yeah. that and then of course when it gets sort of bought back I suppose as a world title by Eric Bischoff on Monday Night Raw in 2002 and then seeing Triple H given it I, I hated that but at least it was back and seeing it with a WWE production uh, I mean you know, everyone's familiar with Triple H's entrance all the laser lights flashing and the spitting of the water and all this sort of stuff and that beautiful big gold championship that he was, he was carrying or wearing obviously it had the WWE logo stamped on it by this point not a fan of that but the design itself was still based upon the original big gold belt Shawn Michaels winning it in the first elimination chamber was a fantastic moment. And and then the, the you know Jericho unifying it with the WWE title and then the two belts being carried around for a while. So many great moments in in the history of professional wrestling feature this championship or built around this championship. And that, that's why I want to put it in. There's so much history, obviously, it goes without saying, attached to this, but also so many great moments that stand out for me personally as a wrestling fan. But I imagine the as well. And I also just think it's one of the most beautiful titles ever put together. It's right out there as one of the best titles I think ever designed. So yeah, my entrant this week into the Chain Wrestling Live Hall of Fame is the big gold belt. Great entry. Absolutely spot on. Um, when people say what their favourite belt design were, um, it's usually the winged eagle or the big gold. Um, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's a belt that's timeless as well. Um, you look at it; it doesn't um, it doesn't look out of place. Uh, it 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 kind of defines what a champion looks like. You'll uh, you, like you'll see, um, for instance, the spinner belt was was very much a, uh, of its time. These current WWE belts will be of this time, but that 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 big gold belt is a is a title that will still look amazing 50 years from now. So, um, yeah, it's spot on. Brilliant pick. Yeah. Thank you very much, mate. So there you go. Your two entrants to the Hall of Fame this week. Jericho's debut, and what a moment it was, and the big gold belt. Magsy, let's scan through the chat, my friend, before we dive into, I suppose, a little bit of music talk on our non-wrestling topic this week. Let's let's do it. So, um so Facebook user, I'm going to assume this is Matt Willis um, saying the volley uh, show on Wednesday will be covering four games at once. We are mad. I remember those days. Jesus Christ, that is hard to do. Um, we covered once um, a final day of the season, uh, pretty much all ten matches. Okay, yep. That that is a that is a, a that is some graft. So uh, good luck to the guys doing that. Uh, Dan Griffin also says anyone and everyone is welcome to jump in and do a draft of many episodes. No set horse or guest. Proper community project podcast. Yeah, and that's the brilliant thing about about this community that that we we've uh, we've all come together. That it you don't it doesn't have to have a set host or or set guest. It's just everyone is is welcome yeah it's uh, a, a brilliant thing and i'm definitely going to be getting involved in that um here he is uh the star uh, of the volume matt willis uh matt lewis sorry um says has anyone checked on uh, mags after saturdays he's still on fire from the i'm assuming he meant five nil um yes yeah. matt it was br- a brilliant um to be fair our berlin's performances have not um 
they've not been reflective in the results that we've had. I think we've uh, been a lot better than the, the amount of points we've got. So that is a little bit of vindication for that. And hopefully we can kick on from it and and uh, pull ourselves out of the mire. Uh, King Pig's Banner says he's uh, up for, for coming on to draft a mania. So a little bit of promotion and all of a sudden you've got the next 10 episodes lined up. Um, Dan says Mags versus King Pig's Banner's ad happily horse. Um, yeah, that'll be a um, a good battle. I don't think I've done a podcast with uh, uh, King Pig Banner, so that'll be interesting to do. Just hope I don't offend him too much that he stops doing these amazing graphics. Uh, Glenn Abbott uh, yeah. also wants to the be week a part of the it. Week afterwards, it just it'll just be a black screen behind us. <laughs> or just cunt. Mags is a cunt. Yeah. Sorry, Mags is a cunt. <laughs> Brilliant. Three C-bombs in 10 seconds. Fantastic one. <laughs> Morty says, 100% uh, Griff. Sounds great. Mag's already told me his pick for, for the roster. Uh, Glenn will also be great. Drop us a message. Um, Sharon, look at this. Everyone wants to get involved. So, yeah, definitely uh, give Morty, Dan, Sar, whoever a message. Don't send it to me because uh, I won't reply. Um, but, yeah, uh, even Sharon wants to get involved. She wants to throw her hat in and horse. I'd like to see Sharon. I'd like to go up against Sharon, picking her an actual roster. That would be interesting. That's a challenge laid down right there, isn't it? Exactly. Uh, Dan Griffin says, get in, Sharon. Uh, Glenn is uh, going to uh, send more a message. And then Dan, directly. Yeah, I mean... Can you imagine being a, the first, your first day in a company and you have to go toe-to-toe with arguably the greatest stickman in the business? And Jericho yeah. was thrust madness. into that position. and It's madness. It, it shows exactly what WWF thought they had with Jericho. I know it took him a while for him to get to that upper echelon, but that's usually the WWF where normally people are, are mm-hmm. brought in and then kind of like broken down and then rebuilt as a WWE star. Um, but yeah, to be thrown in against a rock on your first day, that's that's absolutely amazing. James says, Jason Lee inspired loads of haircuts, <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> so for those who don't know, Jason Lee was a, a former footballer um, and he had a, a very distinctive haircut and away fans used to always sing to him. He's got a pineapple on his head. Um, played for Forrest, didn't he, I think, at one time? Yes. Yes, he played for Forrest. Same time as Colin Moore and Ian Wong yeah. and people like that. Yeah. Um, Sharon says, me and my mum went mental uh, when Jericho debuted for the WWE. Yeah, and it was, it was at a time as well that I wasn't into um, WCW like this man is. Um but I knew who Chris Jericho was. And when when he came into the country, it was big. It was a massive kind of shot against uh, across the bow for him to be coming in. Uh, yeah, it was just a brilliant, brilliant moment. And that pop, you will never convince me that a crowd as small as it was in that arena went ballistic and it was absolutely electric. Uh, to That was a pop that rivaled stadium size pops yeah it's just just absolutely brilliant um sharon says she's amazed it's taking you uh this long to put the the big gold belt in um i am yeah. i thought it'd actually be his first pick and his second and his third <laughs> uh but but it's, well, it's join us uh, next week <laughs> join us next week when i'll be putting in the wcw tv title <laughs> oh, that's a letdown could have at least been the u.s um 
Connor versus Saar, United all-time versus Arsenal all-time draft. I mean, it's a that's a United win all day long, isn't it? Inter- well, yeah, I, I think so. I think I think I'd be very comfortable in that. The scenario. best of Man United oh. definitely destroys the best of of Arsenal. I mean, the only real well, that, two they've probably got is is Armory and what Burkamp, and then Filler. I mean, obviously, you got the likes of Vieira, Adams, and Ian Wright was a good player as well, but it's not the same level, mate, is it? No, I mean, you could feel the second string Man United best eleven and still be better than Arsenal's, I reckon. Anyway. And obviously, Connor has, Connor has said best best eleven there, best best all time. He has said, and I hope yeah. Connor is aware that football didn't start at the start of the Premier League. It goes back <laughs> further, we were, you know, so it's you know it's best. a little bit of a <laughs> Law mm. Charlton Charlton, yeah, Duncan yeah. Edwards, all these players. Yeah, Dan Griffith says rapid fire C bombs from Mags, love it, uh, and Morty. See, Morty agrees. It's okay because I covered his mouth. For the last C bomb. Yep, exactly. That's the, Don't encourage that's the law. Um Connor says, uh Ops draft is wrestling. I I thought it was only a topic. No, I mean it, it's I'm sure it's fluid and I'm sure there will be somebody willing to host you to drafting um an all time eleven. Just to see your cry on screen, Connor. That's all we want. Well it, it was an idea put forward um to the volley about international weekends, potentially stuff like that, where there's no games on, where yeah. we could potentially do something like that, best 11 versus best 11 drafting kind of process. So, yeah. Oh, Dan says, Dan says it right there in the chat. Yeah. Look, spot on. There's possibilities for a draftomania stroke volley crossover. Yeah, great stuff. Exactly. Uh, and uh, Morty says there's a lot of scope with draftomania. And then King Pig Bad is just, just shoveling more shit on that, on that fire. Um, I remember when Man United got relegated. Yes, indeed. That one season, Dane playing in the the old Division Two. Yeah, came straight back up though, didn't they? But yeah, it was. Uh, mm-hmm. He still pulled what seventy thousand every week, didn't they? Pretty impressive. Yeah, Stuart sure. Pearson playing from that point scored a lot of goals. And aye, yes. Anyway, that's the chat all caught up. Fantastic stuff. Shall we then get on with this week's non wrestling topic, Magsy? Let's do it. NWT time. Oh, no wrestling talk here. It's the non-wrestling topic. Lovely. Nice. Lovely. Nice. Oh, lovely. Lovely. So then, am I unmuted yet? Yes, I am. Just wanted to check because it's laggy again for me, mate. I've not had a problem with this for weeks. And tonight it seems to be causing me grief. So I'm a little bit pissed off about that. It's Virgin Media. But never mind. Don't ever sign up with Virgin Media. I don't know because since um, they they sort of sorted out an issue that I had, it's been brilliant. I can't fault it. But tonight it's just a bit wobbly. But never mind. We'll power through. We'll power through. Uh, so Spotify Wrapped, it's called, isn't it? What a bloody great it invention is. that is! I love that shit. It's awesome. And the yeah. little video you get, you know. They've had it for about the last four or five years, um, and and mm. they. They tell you your what you've been playing and how long and and what kind of what percentage of fans uh, you're in, um, and then they give you a little playlist at the end of it of like all the songs that you played uh, regularly that year. Yeah, it's it's a cool little thing. The thing is, I mean, we'll, we'll come to this a little bit more in depth when we talk about our own at the end of the the, the run through of the people's tweets to us. 
the issue I've got is that last year's Spotify wrapped playlist was full of songs that I love, obviously, because I played them to get them on the playlist. So this year, I've just been playing last year's playlist a lot, which means that a yeah. lot of the songs from last year are backing it again yeah. this year. <laughs> same. Yeah, absolutely the same. Uh, the majority of my songs were on last year's uh, rap playlist. Mm. Yes, indeed. But we were asking everybody out there in the CWF about your Spotify raps. But if you're not with Spotify, if you use some other listening device, or even if you're listening to the actual records or CDs or whatever at home, what have you been playing the most this last year? Uh, and away from what you've been playing the most, what is your guilty pleasure as well? Because I find there's always the odd song that pops up in somebody's countdown. And it's like, bloody hell, do I listen to that person that much this year? That's a bit random, you know? So I thought that'd be quite interesting to hear as well. But we had plenty of responses, Maxie, didn't we? We did. Um, some very weird ones. Uh, and one... Um, in particular, who is definitely stuck in the dark ages, um, using still using his iPod, <laughs> Graham. Um, but yeah, we had some really interesting, um, interesting answers. We did indeed. Let's dive in. Uh, normally, here I say we will go through them in the order they arrived into us, but I had like 18 notifications or whatever it may well have been when I was at work, so I couldn't do my usual screenshotting. So it's just going to be the order I screenshot it, Maxie. It may even be the order you have this week. Hopefully so. Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, we will begin with CWF Elite Member at Total Stevo on Twitter. Everybody say what time is it? It's Stevo. Look at that, it is the first one. Oh, Maxi, this is a good sign. This is a good it, sign. It starts uh, well. Says, let's hope it continues. <laughs> Steve says, I'm so I'm not gonna deny I love PS the Veils Collide. Collide Collide with the Sky album. But I can't believe my top songs are predominantly just that. King for a Day is an excellent, catchy song mind. And his his top songs are literally the first, well, the first five of them are all from that one album. So it's an album we must be playing a great deal. But that happens, doesn't it? I mean, I remember a few years back, uh, there was a bullet for my Valentine album that I absolutely loved. And it just got played over and over and over again. And if Spotify Raps was around back then, it would have just been that album, would have been my top yeah. you know, top record. Just so. re recycled over and over and over mm. again. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, Steve-O continues, what I was surprised by was Lorna Shore didn't feature as much. Um, I'm not familiar with her, Maxi. I'm assuming again it's it's more sort of metal and, and the sort of style that he likes. You know, can, can you imagine if it was like actual proper cheesy pop, like easy listening or jazz or something? Like that? <laughs> can you imagine? Oh, Steve, <laughs> listening to jazz, that would be yeah. amazing. I would love to see those um, air drum videos along to some really random jazz record. <laughs> jazz, you know. I, <laughs> I'd have to mute it, though, because I fucking hate jazz. Um, <laughs> uh, steve says, with music, I... I don't know what that says there. Uh, I, I go, go through, through phases. phases. Yeah, sorry. I go through phases who I listen to, but Lorna Shaw, over the past three months, I'm addicted to, so don't get how they didn't appear in my top five artists. Yeah, okay. I suppose, you know, the last three months, you've got nine previous to outweigh it, I guess. But yeah, yeah, there's the odd song that pops into mind that only played recently, so I can understand where, he, where he's coming from, Maxi. Not gonna add anything to that, no, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I was 
I thought you'd like seen like a spider running across your desk or something. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> Steve Ogg on to news. At the start of the year, I went through a stage of just listening to Escape the Fate. But, um, and I don't, again, I think Steve has got a few spelling mistakes here. Hazy the day. Here's the day over Lorna Show or, or System of Haste the day. It says number four uh, band. Oh, yes. Haste the day. Sorry, Steve. I'm such an, I'm tired, mate. Uh, Haste the day over Lorna Shaw or even System of a Dane. He's not sure about it. Okay. Um, a lot of music I consume will be at the gym. But when I was at Tesco, I would have just bands play uh, bands radio playlist on probably Spotify's best feature. That's where they give you artists that are similar to the one you just yeah. listened to, Max. Is that right? Or who you might not have heard of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's quite good because it introduces you to you know new artists. I guess yeah, yeah, really. yeah. Um, yeah absolutely. Yeah, there you go. Just thought of a band I'm surprised is not on the list as well. My Chemical Romance or Times of Grace. I was obsessed with them at the start of the year. It's My Chemical Romance. I'm surprised this Steve-O's bag, you know. I thought it might that might be a little bit, maybe not heavy enough, or I'm not sure, you know. Yeah, because if you, if you look at Steve-O's um, uh, picture there, he says he's into melodic metalcore, um, mm-hmm. whereas uh, My Chemical Romance is more, what well, it's definitely more emo than some of uh, mm. the bands Steve-O listens to, but... That's the uh, the eclecticness of, of music, I suppose. Yeah, there we go. Steve says his guilty pleasures would be the used and some of Mudvayne's hits. Both bands had some bangers like Mudvayne's Happy or the used The Bird and the Worm. Uh, hmm, there's a bonus total Steve podcast in this, I think. Thanks, lads. Yeah, there we go. go. Creating content always all inspiring. around the bag, see we? Yeah, always <laughs> inspiring. <laughs> uh, at Dan Griffin at 21 on Twitter, he says, turns out I listen to, is it still, oh my God, this might work, you know, I might have to do this again next week if this carries on. Uh, turns good. out, okay, turns out I listen to very little music and Apple Music doesn't do podcast listening figures because that would be through the roof. And we have here his total uh, listens or, or top artists, sorry, uh, Luke Coombs, I'm not sure who that is. But lots of people responded saying, "Yeah, lot, you know, Luke Coombs, great shake, Dan." But I don't know who that is. I've no, I can't say I remember. Remember, I may have heard something about Luke Coombs, but um, Licky Parker, Meatloaf, two two bangers there. Yeah, happy with them. Like a bit Linky Park, yeah. And then Dream Kid, I'm not sure about them. I don't know who that is. Nope, never heard of them. And Journey, I'm assuming that's Don't Stop Believing. That's those in it. Uh, yeah, journey. Yeah, don't stop believing. Uh, separate, oh, separate worlds. I think is another one as well. Journey, a fantastic. I've seen Journey live a few times. Brilliant stuff, man. Great stuff. Uh, it's not so I play too much at home because there's quite a few ballads involved, especially in their later stuff. But live, re- really good, really good. I only know uh, and in from the- from one song because you watched Glee. Is that why? No, what it. <laughs> I mean, I knew the song from years and years ago, but I think what yeah. wasn't it from an advert? Didn't they use it in an advert? Of I remember an advert with a kid on a like a little scooter, and she's just like riding on the streets on the scooter, and she's singing along with it. And I think after that, it got back to number one. Um, uh, 
or is that uh oh my goodness the name of the band escapes me i want to say starship but i'm not sure that's right uh, we built this city no, it, on rock and roll yeah that it one? might be that that's it yeah, yeah it might be that was it starship so, who did no. that i can't remember I have no idea, but yeah. Anyway, okay. so I'm totally conflating two different songs, but yeah, I, I, it did get back to number one, though, didn't it? Journey, don't stop believing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that might actually that might have been because of Glee, to be fair. Yeah, because they covered it, didn't they? So I might go because I was starts downloading it again then, don't they? So yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Um, Maxi, I've been a knobhead here and I've got uh, a top five list, uh, but I've cut the person's name off on my screenshot. So, well, if we find it, then I'm sure we'll, I'm sure it'll come up. Oh, no, I know who it is. I'm such an idiot. Ori, I apologize. Uh, Ori's top five on her top artists motionless in white now i've heard my son talk about these quite a bit he's quite he's quite fond of them they're quite heavy as well uh ice nine kills not familiar with them bad omens i've heard of them though any of these ringing a bell to you mags i can't hear you are you muted um i know the fifth one i think is that that's shardy in it is that not the 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 singer shardy or is it another band called said I'd say, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Sade, who, who do, what do they do then? Sade. Sade, no, Sade, she did the song Smooth Operator. Like, oh, okay. Mid 80s, early yeah. 90s. I mean, that doesn't fit in with Motionless and White and everything, though. That'd be quite a But we can, twist, we can be eclectic. And as Steve yeah. Ort is a, a part time emo, um, or it could easily be a part time R&B style crooner. Yeah, crooner. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, Cam at Cam Griff ninety two. He says, "No surprise on the top spot for artists. The songs, however, are deaf influenced by my eldest. Honest, Tom's Diner, and the rest of Anime Canterite." And he's put in brackets there. Good luck, Sai, because he knew I was going to fuck up the butchering of of that yeah. the pronunciation of that. Um, exactly. Exactly. It says their songs are incredible. <laughs> podcast wise, seeing the list makes me question my existence. And he's got his top five podcasts here. And I, I love to see that our network is at number two, Maxi. That's lovely stuff. I, I mean, it's uh, it's good, but this tosser at number one, I don't know what this is all about. Um, unless he's he's uh, listened to uh, the 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 first of the Christmas specials, which are featured. Me, um, unless he's listened to that a thousand times, there's no reason for Bang Bang to be above uh, the SJP World Media. But yeah, it, do you know what? In yeah. all seriousness, that's amazing. I'm I'm so um, so blown away with the fact that that everyone just as loves the, the whole content from our community. It's it's mm. it's, it's, it's it's brilliant. Great, yeah, yeah I really appreciate it. Really is great. Um, Cam did post his list of top five songs, top five artists. He says the songs are inspired by his kids getting on there and so on. But top artists, he has Arctic Monkeys at number one, which yes. is the one he says that won't surprise anyone. Great and we know pick. Cam's a huge fan of theirs, don't we? So yeah, great pick. Indeed. Um, this is MGB Graham, I believe. He talks <laughs> about trance energy. Yeah, that's the one. There it is. Uh, he says all my music is on iTunes. So is that when you were saying about it must be on an iPod? Because surely iTunes is on your phone as well. 
Yeah, but Graham, um, at least the last time I spoke to him, was still rocking an, an iPod. I don't even think it was a Nano. Okay. I think it was a genuine old iPod. Um, oh, I see. So, yeah. that's, that's cool. I still have an iPod now, to be honest. I've got, a, I've got an old handset with Spotify on it still, an old mobile phone handset, and sometimes okay. I download podcasts to that and just use it as an iPod when I go into work. So it's kind of right. same, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, there we go. Uh, he says, yes, all of my music is on iTunes, Graham says. Most played song of 2023, with 150 plus plays, would be Night is Calling, the original mix by Type 41 versus, oh, goodness gracious. I'd say Zijaro. 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 I'm guessing. Zijaro. Okay. I'll go along with what you say. You're going to be far more accurate than I. Um, from 2016 was a song i didn't appreciate then though okay uh most played song from 2023 would be easy now by noel gallagher's high flying birds i don't know much of noel gallagher's solo stuff the same way i don't know much of liam gallagher's solo stuff to be honest i prefer some of liam's to be fair okay um and um, i mean Knowles just feels like it's a continuation of Oasis where uh, Liam is at least kind of spread spread his wings a little bit. Um, but yeah, they're both pretty good, but I, mm. I would prefer an Oasis reunion, to be quite fair. Yeah, 30 years as well, isn't it, since the release of Definitely Maybe next year, and Liam Gallagher's out on the road touring that. It sold out in minutes, Mags, didn't it? Yeah, so he's doing he's doing the whole people still want that. Yeah, he's he's doing the whole album um on yeah. on, on the torn. Um but apparently there have been talks between the two, uh potential uh reuniting for a for a couple of uh big gigs. So hopefully uh that could happen. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully so. But then I'm gonna wanna get a ticket and I'm gonna realise I can't afford it and I'm gonna sulk. So maybe I'll just rather it didn't happen. I mean, From that's, a selfish that's standpoint, obviously. Yeah, it's very, very selfish. I hope it does happen. Uh, I hope it's uh, Nebworth, or I hope that they get together to to headline Glastonbury one time. See, I was talking to my son about this on the weekend because he said something about Oasis getting back together and playing Reading, and I was like, financially, they make so much more money doing a night at Nebworth or a night in a stadium or a week a weekend at Nebworth. Yeah. Yeah, then headlining a festival. Financially, it's just worth so much more to a band to be able mm-hmm. to be at that level and play their own rather than as part of a festival. So mm-hmm. I can't see it myself. If they're going to get back in the in the same room and, and this huge feud and someone's going to get sort of stepped over, the money would be the motivator, obviously. It must be at their own gig, surely. It must yeah. be. It, yeah, you can't see it not being. Mm, yeah. Uh, Connor at Connor Knows Footy on Twitter. He says, Keep in mind, I'm from a younger generation. Well, fuck you. Okay? That's <laughs> oldies. I'm going to understand any of this name, Mags. Okay. Um, <laughs> Connor says, Keep in mind, I'm from a younger generation. So the majority of my songs and artists are going to be of the rap and hip hop genre outside of Hardy, who was a country hard rock artist with a good blend of both. So it's pretty much country rock. For most of his music, I'm not familiar with Hardy. Was he? No, you will be. He was on. Um, he, he did a WWE 
event. Okay. Well, did he play live? Oh, he did play live. Yeah, he wears glasses. Um, and he got panned, didn't he? Yeah, he, he, it wasn't, it was definitely not our kind of thing. Um, but yeah, he, he, sure he did a WWE event. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I do know him then, yeah. Uh, top artists that Connor has here. Pop Smoke, you familiar with those? I've, I, I've heard of the artist Pop Smoke. I couldn't name a song of theirs. Okay. Um, number two, Lil Uzi Vert. Again, I've heard of them. But again, I, <laughs> it's, it's not my know. bag. This this new uh, wave of rap is not my bag. I know I know Drake. Um, I know a lot of Drake songs. Uh, 21 Savage, I think. Is he either in prison or dead? Um, but oh, these, again, are they're individual, all... these are individual people. These aren't bands. Yeah, these are all rappers. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I but, thought this was band names. Yeah, I think 21 Savage is either in prison or dead. Lil Uzivert, he's the, he's, I'm sure he's been on a TNA event as well. Uh, not a TNA, an AEW event. I'm sure he has. Okay. But, uh, yeah, these are all too cool for us. Yeah, far too cool for us, definitely. Oh, dear. Uh, let's move on to Chris Bellis and see if he can bring it back to more of our age group, Magsy, shall we? I, mo- I, I, I told Connor to fuck off by that, but it turns out he was completely right. At <laughs> <laughs> uh, Real Chris Bellis on Twitter, he says, other than as a podcast host, I don't use Spotify a lot. So other than a ton of Configa productions and Griselda stuff, there's not much on my wrapped besides talking heads. But thank you to all that contributed to a 100% listenership bump for One Man's Meat podcast. Yeah, again, really? another podcast in our little community. Fair play, you know? Yeah. And the fact that yeah. people, more and more people are listening. We just need to keep sharing everyone's shows, don't we? Get them all out there, Mags. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, Chris Bellis is, is uh, a star in our little community. So, yeah, definitely go and check out One Meat's, uh, One Man's Meat pod. I love the horror ones, man, with Scottish Danny, they do disgusting yeah. awful i love that because they, they've talked it's very rare but they will talk about a film that i've seen which is <laughs> and i enjoy their reviews of that but then they talk through films i've not seen or real niche sort of like b movies or whatever and it makes me go i want to go check that out but at the same time i don't feel like i need to because they've explained it so well to me in the podcast you feel like you've watched it yeah yeah it's bloody brilliant stuff so yeah. i can carry on going i've not seen that but I know about it. Well, I, I, I know of it. <laughs> I know of it. Yes, there we go. Uh, Matt Butler at Trez Butler on Twitter. Trey Butler, sorry. I'm doing that on purpose. But uh, top new artists music, Pale Blue Eyes, Demon Shoe Gaze. And he's included a link for people to go and listen to these as well. So I'll retweet this uh, after the show. Um, and I've just done something to my phone and I can't see what I'm looking at. There it is. Okay. Uh, Pale Blue Eyes. Devon Shoegaze, New Dad, female-led post-punk, like the Cure, Faith, 17 Seconds era. Okay, that'd be interesting. I'd like to check that out. And Baxter's Jury, Ian's lad stepping out of his dad's shadow. Oh, okay, Baxter Jury, Ian Jury's... Oh, okay, that's interesting. That Ian Jury and the Blockheads, Ian Jury. Yeah, I imagine so. Yeah, that's cool. I don't know many other Ian Jury's, to be honest. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's, not, it's not like there's a big list, is there? Well, there might be, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'll retweet that so people can go check out. That's, again, something else. People check out other people's recommendations or, or artists on their top you know, wrapped playlist and so on. Yeah, great stuff. Let us know your thoughts on other people's. Uh, we have here Trey Butler again, and I've got to zoom in on this one. My eyes are terrible. His top artists, Cocteau Twins, is that? The Cocteau Twins, yeah. Yeah, I'm not familiar with them. The Smiths, I know who they are. The Smiths are a man. Okay, interesting. Uh, Dead Can Dance, Slow Dive, and Yard Act. Oh man, I'm so out of touch, aren't I? I got no idea. But no look at idea the amount of minutes he's, he's put in. He's he's, a, he's hardcore. Five. Five. That's, That's hardcore. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. Prop yeah. for that, Matt. Uh, and he also gives us a list of, or a couple of tags, sorry, for his guilty pleasures. Um, one of them is referenced always, as the link shows there. But I don't know what they are to click on and actually read out what they are, Max. Because they're just Spotify links, so I can't tell you. Let's have a let's have a peep. See if we can see if Are we you can go over to Spotify now, eh? Or is it gonna, so it's gonna go it's, all wobbly and the second one is um the barrels round by the Mac lads. Um uh, okay. The third, the third one is Temple of Love by the Sisters of Mercy. Oh, Sisters of Mercy, yeah. Yeah, okay. So some some good shouts there. I mean, Erasure, they're I wouldn't say they're a guilty pleasure, but they're a they're an artist that I wouldn't turn off if it came on. They've had some cracking tunes of uh, Erasure. Mm. Yeah, I'm hearing a bit of Erasure at work with Smooth FM, and it, it doesn't get played. <laughs> and, it, and it just it just uh, detests it. No, because it's one of those that they only play. They play quite sparingly in comparison to all the Celine Dion. And um, I, I, I like Phil Collins, don't get me wrong, but I'm getting to a point now where I've heard the same five Phil Collins songs every fucking day since I started working there. It gets a bit much, Yeah, exactly. Uh, but there we go. Ja, at Yalmorite on Twitter. He has shared us a couple of screenshots. and Oh, another one within the top artists, The Yard Act. So that's a, I'm going to have to check them out because that's a couple of people who have said about them. Mm-hmm. I've never ever heard of the Yard Act, but let's have a, let's have a peep. Well, I'll, you carry I'll read the rest out while I'm yep. uh, The Lovely Eggs was his number two. That's a, that's a good name for a band. Uh, Stone, Talking Heads again, and Red Rum Club. I've heard of them as well. I'm not sure where from. I don't know if they, they've been at a festival I've been at maybe. I might be thinking so, of completely the wrong artist. The yard, the yard act. It says that they're a British rock band from Leeds. Um, so yeah, uh, a local band. So yeah, they'll definitely be worth checking out. Mm, okay, signed. And he also has here uh, the SJP World Media badge, saying he's a top eight percent fan with how much he has listened to the network this year. Six oh, thousand minutes you are an absolute superstar what a legend i love it thank yeah. you so so much it makes it worthwhile yeah. us doing anything it, like this it, so yeah it thank genuinely you so it genuinely means the world to us that, that oh yeah that yeah. you give your precious time to listen to to us a lot it's brilliant yeah 100 percent uh at pigs bladders on twitter he says i genuinely only listen to podcasts on spotify and I know I shouldn't have connected it to Alexa and then shown my five-year-old how to use it. He's managed to slightly <laughs> skew the results. 
Brilliant. <laughs> He's managed to slightly Amazing. skew the results with his love of the Rainbow Friends. Oh, dear. So Top Songs is Purple by the Rainbow Friends. I'm not familiar with them. I imagine it's a, a kid's TV show, is it? I have no clue. Never heard of it. Uh, but okay. if you look at the top five, it's purple, orange, green, orange again. Orange gets another go, and then five, just Rainbow Friends in general. Fantastic. We're going to have to listen to some Amazing. Rainbow Friends. Maybe I'll play some on the, uh, maybe I'll play Rainbow Friends Purple or something on the audio version to play us out this week, Magsy. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I believe that's all I had in on Twitter, unless I've missed anybody out. If I have missed you out on the chat, give me a shout. Sharon, I know you've uh, sent me a message when we get to your, your comment in the chat. We'll, uh, we'll jump on that shortly. Um, but yeah, that's all I've got via Twitter, I think, Magsy. Yeah, it looks like that's the that's the lot. Okay, great stuff. What about your good self, mate? Well, um, mine are, I'm actually not really that surprised so uh at number five i have got the white straps at okay. number four i have got harry styles now that is probably going to be because of my uh the littler ones in my family um right, then okay, yeah. this ca- this cargo uh the the dance artist slash dj uh two is the weekend and number one is richard ashcroft um which oh, from that's the probably, yeah it's it's because he brought out an acoustic um album that covered a lot of the verve hits and a lot of his solo stuff uh and it's one of the best acoustic albums that i've i've heard so that got a lot of uh play time in my list um uh, and the the white shots one is because Seven Nation Army got a remix by a uh, um, an artist called Glitch Mob, um, which made it a lot more um, heavier. Uh, there's a lot more reverb in that, so that that got a lot of play on on me. But yeah, no real kind of shocks. A lot of them, like I said to you earlier, ninety percent of my um, my playlist was stuff I'd listened to last year because I'm not yeah. down with the new music. It, it doesn't, it doesn't resonate with me. Mm. Okay. That's fair enough. Mate. That's fair enough. Uh, we have uh, on mine. Um, th- this is where it comes into me playing the playlist from last year so much. And I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this again. It's by AFI. Uh, Miss, uh, Miss Yeri Cantor. Basically, CM Punk's Ring of Honor entrance theme. Okay. Do you remember when he, when he came out to that in an mm-hmm. AW pay-per-view? I was like, oh, yeah, I love that tune. That's great, that is. So I played it quite often. It ends up as number one on the playlist last year. So whenever I press play on the playlist from last year, it was the first That's track that played. It was number one on the playlist. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I this re- is an yeah, album remember- if you're into uh, I was Sorry, just going to say, I remember one of my Spotify uh, rap playlists from a couple of, two or three years ago, it was pretty much all NXT uh, theme songs, like right, yeah. Era, uh, Alistair Black's theme music, um, Glorious yeah. was on there, uh, when they, they had, was it CFOS as the music producers, mm-hmm. and they created a lot of kind of like, rock influenced bangers uh yeah but they're fallen by the wayside yeah. now 
Yeah, shame, isn't it? Shame. Uh, um, Blaze Bailey, former Iron Maiden singer, um, has okay. been doing a lot of solo work and back with his band Wolfsbane and all that sort of stuff as well. And he released an album last year called War Within Me. And it's about various battles. A great deal of the songs on there about various battles with mental health and all this sort of stuff. Uh, and that album is fucking glorious. It is a fantastic slice of, of good old school heavy metal. Um, and I played that a great deal. The second track on my top five is actually from that. And it's a song called Pull Yourself Up. And it is an absolute banger, Magsy. Absolutely storming record. Um, so people need to, I, I recommend people check that album out if you're into your sort of old school metal and, and maiden-esque sounding metal, I suppose. It, it's just great stuff. Look what the cat dragged in by Poison. Bit of cheesy hair metal. Lovely stuff. Classic. <laughs> yes. Um, and for obvious reasons, Cult of Personality by Living Colour. Mm. Which is a banger in its own right, but CM Punk's tune in it. So. And then a little bit of a wild card as my fifth, and this amazes me, my fifth most played record of the year. It's not Iron Maiden. It's not Motorhead. It's not ACDC. It's not Wasp. Um, it's Straight Up by Porter Abdul. <laughs> Really? Is that the one with the cartoon Genuinely. cat? No, that's opposites attract. I play that a lot too. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> closet Paula Abdul fan. Yeah, those the, the two big hits I like. Yeah, you know, as in the two big wow. songs, not anything else. <laughs> uh, Interesting. My my top artists though are a little bit more. Uh, uh, there's no Paula Abdul in there. Number five is Iron Maiden. Number four is Those Damn Crows, one of the best new bands around. Absolutely fucking incredible. Number three is Blaze Bailey. Number two is a band called Collateral. Absolutely storming band they are. They opened Stone Dead Festival this year. Fantastic stuff. And number one, to surprise no one, is Wasp. So, yeah, that, that's mine, mate. Well, so you, you've, you've toured the land with your musical uh, repertoire, apart from Paula Abdul. I don't think I'll, I don't think I'll let that one go. That may get that wrong, Paula Abdul, mate. No, I remember not, her being one of my not when very you're like early middle-aged. Yeah, but not when you're a middle-aged bearded heavy metal rocker guy. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I can even remember one night being a bit pissed up and going, "I bet," because that's a great record. That is straight up. I bet that's a. I bet somebody has done a heavy metal cover of that, and I went looking for one. And I found a couple, and one of them was really good. And I played it and played it and played it. And I was like, nah, going to go back to the Paul, original's think, better. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Uh, uh, shall we dive into the chat, Magsy? And then we can talk a bit of wrestling. Yes. So uh, Sharon has said she'll send you her rap pick, but it will not be a surprise to anyone who knows me. Um, yes, Connor let's do that says, now, shall we, before we move on? Oh, before we move on. Sorry, Connor, you've been bumped before, from the shore. Before I forget, um, <laughs> say hello to your top artist, Sharon. 30 seconds to Mars. Not a surprise in the slightest. She's in the top 0.05% of listeners in the world to, 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 to that band. Wow. That's so she's, That is that's literally like her and the nine other people below her why are you like this why do you why do you cause these issues <laughs> uh, and her top artists are uh well number one we know for thanks to mars number two is chris stapleton 
Number three is Kill Switch Engage, which surprises me, but I bet it's for the same couple of songs over and over again. Yeah, uh, there we go. Um, the number four, Bruno Mars. Wow, <laughs> again, no, another, no, like another standout. Another Bruno Mars. That, yeah, I mean, he's a great artist, but it just doesn't fit with the rest of her top five. It's like um, one of these just doesn't yeah, belong. The wife's got a, a, a quite a broad taste. I mean, she's still got her her um, boy band loves from when she was younger, and so on that she still plays. Then you know R and B in the nineties and all that sort of stuff. So some really sort of classic old school R and B comes up on the playlist as oh, well. Cool. And then we'll have a track by Kill Switch pop up, and we'll have a track by this Chris Stapleton, who's a who's like a country rock kind of vibe to him. And you know, it, it, she has a playlist on in the car. It's completely it jumps around all over Random. the place. It really does. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes and number five. Well, there you go. Number five is the Backstreet Boys. So, well, there you go. Kill Switch and the Backstreet Boys in the same in the same top five. So that's quite a quite a surprise there. But there there we go. That's a a a a random book quality top five. It is. It is. Anyway, back to the chat. So Connor uh, says Spotify has a new AR feature for premium users that plays new uh, and old artists based on your music activity. Yeah, I think that's the one we kind of the one where we mentioned with uh, with um, Steve. Um, it's a, a great feature, especially if you're on the hunt for new music. Sometimes though, you just want to stick with the the tried and tested. Uh, Dan Griffin says Dream Kid is purely because of Bam Bang, and then he says Separate Ways is Journeys Other Banger. I've never heard that. I don't think, or if I have, I don't remember it being Journey. Um, you, you, he, if you, that the it, as soon as the intro hits, you'll go, oh fucking hell, of course. I'm, 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 I'm like that with a lot of music. To be fair, um, Dan then says, "I'm amazed, size that's still on a boombox and recording the top forty from 1988 onto tapes." <laughs> It's it's the D batteries oh. that it, it's just a can't afford the D batteries anymore. They're ridiculously no, crassy <laughs> with the what credit crunch and the cost of living. Um, Sharon is laughing. I feel that that may be because it's slightly true that you've still got a boombox. I think you've got one somewhere in the house, or at least separate uh, half hour. We did have a separate high five for, uh, <laughs> not too long ago. But I've now got a little st- a stereo system with the big speakers and all that sort of stuff. That's quite cool. So you've not got, gone into that having just Bluetooth speakers in, in rooms and played it off your phone? No, I, I get my air off of all that, mate. i got Bluetooth headphones that I use at work. They're quite cool. You're so old. But, well, the, you are old the, the other day, actually, you know when you press the button for, for, to turn your Bluetooth on and it gives you like different options, doesn't it, that's around you? And, yeah. and you click on whatever your headphones are and it syncs up and away you go, yeah? The other day, I've, I, I got this iPhone. I'm still not really – I don't really know what I'm doing on it, really. I turned the Bluetooth on and it said connected. So I put Motorhead on, turned it right up, press play, and I couldn't hear fuck all. I'm like, what the bloody hell is that? What's, what's going on? So I, I took my headphones off, put them back in again, messed around a bit. So I connected to an address for a Bluetooth thing at work. No idea what it is. So God knows where that was playing out of. That could have been like uh, the office computer upstairs. I don't know. <laughs> somebody, was getting a bla- somebody was getting a blast of the chase is better than the catch by Motorhead. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no wonder you were on cleared up duty then this week. Yeah. <laughs> that's Wow, that's punishment. Um 
Yeah, I I love Bluetooth. I, a lot of my uh, equipment is is Bluetooth, but my phone always connects to to the car when whenever the wife's going out in the car. Okay. My phone will always connect to it, uh, so I'll be um, I'll go to listen to something and I, I, I can't hear it. Like you, it, it doesn't come through, and it's because it's connected to to the missus's um, car. So she probably gets a blast of it. Um, anyway, <laughs> back to the chat. Uh, Dan says he thought a little Uzi Vert was a skating move off Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, Connor giving me a lesson in um, in the hierarchy of rap, I suppose. Says Pop Smoke was shot in 2020. 21 Savage is still alive. <laughs> And he has moved to the US from the UK earlier in his career. Well, I think it's just an easy guess that you can say a rapper has been shot because they tend to do shoot each other, don't they, a lot? Yeah, they do. They do. Uh, D- Dan Griffin, giving a lot of love to uh, to Discussing Awful, says, uh, Discussing Awful is one of the best research podcasts going. Chris and Danny do an amazing job. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, two brilliant people. Uh, and then he says... Realizing that through this, I am with music like size with movies. I ain't heard that. <laughs> but as long as you don't say I'm going to listen to it and then never do, you'll be fine, Dan. Um, Sharon I'll says, Liv is sending hers, uh, but she's young, so we can't judge. And unfortunately, she can't uh, find the pick. Oh, that's a shame. Um, Sharon says, this does not oh, amaze me, unfortunately. Um, Sharon says, (laughs) Sharon says, Mags, you can below me, you can, but oh, below. Do you know what? Jared Leto is a piss poor actor and a mediocre musician, then. So, take that, he's the worst joker that we've ever had. Um, Sharon says, I freaking love Bruno. Caesar Romero was a better joker than than Jared Leto. Just there we go. I, I don't know who that is. The old school TV joker. Oh, okay, right. Uh, Glenn Abbott, I'm going to get shot, on her. She's going to literally come and just <laughs> ruin me. Uh, Glenn Abbott says, as I listen to podcasts on Podcast Addict, I don't even qualify for a rap, and the music I, I listen to, I tend to play on YouTube. I mean... Chuck okay. your favorite artist in and what you've been listening to recently in the mm-hmm. chat, Glenn. Um, uh, share the knowledge. Um, <laughs> Star can't afford the D. Oh, my. I mean, it's been a long time since he's been able to afford the <sighs> D, to be fair. And then Connor says, Si is very lucky. He just played Moorhead and decided not to wank that day. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know he wasn't? I mean, Morehead is one of his favourite bands. Oh, he could have been very well doing a bit of both. And that's the chat. Wow. At that, at that On that bombshell. Fast. <laughs> well, you can get it done in under three minutes. <laughs> and on that bombshell, that's the end of the chat. <laughs> that is fantastic. Fantastic stuff. Thank you, everybody, in the chat, as always, and on Twitter and everywhere else for, you know, all the the entrance, the, the suggestions, the comments, and so on to our non-wrestling topic. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, thank you again. Magsy, I suppose then we 
should probably crack on and talk a bit of wrestling, shouldn't we? Finally, one hour and 20 minutes in. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! I only want a bowl. Yeah, I was not impressed with that. Um, but it is what it is. Sometimes it, the sun shines on any dog's ass, doesn't it? So. You didn't know what the end of that sentence was going to be when you started it then, did you? No, because I, I was just fuming about <laughs> winning, winning a poll. It just angers me. Uh, well, it is what it is. Uh, yes, I won. I won a poll for the first time in what feels like forever once again. And, uh, and, and it was we a fantastic to... win as well. It, it yeah, wasn't well, a close yeah. win whatsoever. It was a big win. Mm. But I think there's a lot of... CM Punk negativity as well as those who love having Punk back as well though isn't there so maybe mm-hmm. that factored into it a little bit I know Sharon wouldn't have voted for anything to do with CM Punk I know Matt Willis wouldn't have voted for anything to do with CM Punk so well, it is what it is so yeah, I've got you've got to win some or else it just won't be fair no it would literally just be okay this is chain wrestling Magsy what are we looking at this week <laughs> every single week <laughs> <laughs> but anyway we head to tna destination x 2009 and a little bit of infighting with the faction the main event mafia mm-hmm. now when i put this match forward i did it purely because it was a tna match that i thought we could i could link to easier than anything else last week um i didn't realize is that both of these guys at this point were in the main event mafia. So we got some mm-hmm. quite interesting video packages before the, the match started to sort of fill us in. And I think TNA did a good job here. I mean, obviously the production values aren't WWE level. They do it better than anyone uh, and always no. have done. But I think they did a good job here, didn't they? Yeah, I, I really like the voiceover guy that that uh, does the opening and the introductions to, to the matches and the mm. video um, packages. It's different enough from WWE that it, it stands out, and I lo- I really like the aesthetic of the the wrestlers um, flexing whilst it's raining. I think that's a brilliant kind of uh, look for TNA. So yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, oh, the rain's yeah. going up for for Sting. It is uh, for for Angle. It's coming down. Yeah. And he's there grimacing. Yeah, that the the rain coming up with Sting was a was a cool one. Yeah, really cool. Um, TNA world title, this version of it. That's a lovely looking belt, isn't it? Similar vibes to no. the big gold and, and maybe it's from New Japan. Do you not like it? No. Um it it's better than the Jeff Hardy uh charismatic enigma one for damn sure. Oh, that was um but yeah. I, I do prefer the the one that came a little bit later than this. Uh, and then they went into the impact one. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's just not my favorite, I don't think. I, th- I think when you're coming off having the, the NWA mm. globe title, um, anything's going to be a, a bit of a, um, a step down, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, there's a big fight feel to this, just by watching <laughs> the, the, the build-up and then 
and we get the whole tale of the tape thing that TNA used to do, where they talk yeah. about the, the height, the weight, and then people's plus points and so on. And and we'd even have little mini walks towards the ring backstage, almost WrestleMania 14 esque with Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold. Uh, the whole yeah. by the time we get to the ring itself, it feels like a big deal, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And the fact that the owner of the company is the referee and uh, yes. the, the executive shareholder uh, in Mick Foley is especially enforcer. This is almost TNA trying to be the, the show Michaels versus um, Stone Cold Steve Austin style uh, level of match. So, yeah, you're right there. It, it, it has that big match feel. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, Jeremy Borash is your ring announcer. And I, I also like, I mean, WWE have started doing this as well in recent years. When you have title matches, having the, the introductions to the challenger and the champion with them both in the ring, as opposed mm-hmm. to when they're coming to the ring, like they would do previously. I, I like that about big title matches, big main events. Because again, it's, it gives it a real legit sporting feel, I think. Yeah, I think for you, it's it's probably because it harkens back to Michael Buffer doing the uh, the intros at WCW. Um, and you were at WWE uh, recently, uh, and I can't remember the, 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 the lady's name, but she is so good at introducing wrestlers. She really kind of throws her effort into it, and I'm, I'll kick myself when I find out what her name was. Um, but yeah, she's good. And I've always really liked Jeremy Borash. I think he's... He's just, it comes across as a proper wrestling fan, that this was his mm. passion and he's been able to to transition that passion into working in the business for so long. Yeah, I've, I've always had a, a soft spot for, for JB. Mm. Yeah, fair enough, mate. fair enough. Um, the match starts and it's quite, ah, oh, Samantha Irvin, Dan Griffin says in the chat. Samantha there we Irvin, go. I knew she somebody is would brilliant. She's brilliant, yeah, I love her. She's very good. And the match starts, and it's kind of kicky punchy for for a period. It's not, mm-hmm. uh, it's not brawling as such, but it's kind of just more kicky punchy. And, and Angle seems to be targeting Sting's knee with a lot of kicks to begin with, yeah, which is interesting. Um, we then get a couple of moments where Angle is sent to the outside. He goes over the top rope, and then there's another occasion where he's backdropped over the top rope, but hits his head on on the guardrail. Magsy, did you spot this? Yeah. My yeah, so- goodness. So the first time he's uh, he's claws land out of the ring, he hits his neck on the ring apron, and I wince because mm-hmm. obviously we now we know the the trouble he's gone through with his with his neck. I mean, winning the Olympic gold with a broken neck, the amount the trouble that he got he had in WWE with it. So to see him hit his neck on the on the ring apron, and then yeah. a couple of minutes later, his head bouncing off the off the the guardrail, yeah, that look very very worrying um he went straight to it as well didn't he yeah he he, he was gripping he he that must have hurt it must have hurt yeah yeah without a doubt uh, the thing is with, with with kurt angle at this time he was doing fantastic stuff in the ring uh, and you know angle talks about how he wishes more people had seen his tna stuff because of how good it was mm-hmm. and, and so on but also you look at him physically you can see there's already problems there, can't you? He's starting to break down a bit. He's not, it doesn't look yeah. the same as he once did, does he? Uh, he he's, he's lost a lot of muscle mass. Um, yes. 
you can tell um, that he's he's got a problem with uh, with uh, prescription pill addiction at this time. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. the the wheels are definitely feel like they're coming off Kurt Angle uh, as a as a person, but the wrestling for the most part was still top draw. He was he was arguably at this time the one of the best wrestlers in the world. But behind the scenes, you can sell you can tell he was he was crumbling. Yeah, he was indeed. He was indeed. Um we're still on the outside of the ring here and we end up fighting into the crowd. But this this surprised me a little bit. I imagine it's something that happened a great deal with with the impact zone uh, and TNA and, and so on. But there's no seats in that front door section. It's no, just a standing the seats section. Are, yeah, the seats are, are behind uh, and that's yeah. Uh, Kurt Angle get, ends up getting slammed into like the, the wall uh, separating the standing section and the seat section. Um, yeah, it, it is weird, but it's it, this is Universal Studios, I suppose. It's... The, it, it, yeah. it maybe wasn't yeah. set out for wrestling. It was more for um, movie shows and, and things like that. So, a, a capacity of 1100 only, apparently, which is, I, think, I think was quite a big hindrance for TNA, especially when it got really hot. I mean, it was never bigger than WWE. But as an alternative for a few years, TNA, I think, was was very strong. I mean, it obviously did really well in this country for, for a long long time, of course. But in the States as well, it got hot for a while. And it it almost feels like having that was a help to them in some aspects of their business model. But in others, it was a real hindrance because they're not out on the road promoting the product in, in other cities and states and getting more revenue through the door, I suppose. Yeah, and and not only that, um, a lot of the fans that that turned up weren't necessarily TNA or uh, wrestling fans in general. They were people who were at mm. Universal Studios, and it was part of part of the package to go and see see the wrestling. Um, so that it obviously was was not conducive to having um, having a, a very interactive crowd i suppose but i think they did the best with what 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 they got like they weren't big players um in terms of generating revenue so the fact that they were still able to put on the um shows with huge wrestlers like big names was yeah i mean it kind of leads to why tna looked at as as that that company that just won't die um they yeah. always find a way to to keep going, which is yeah, it's testament to 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 them and the history of the company. Yeah, without doubt. Um, Krangle does fight back when they get back into the ring with a suplex, and then attempts another suplex, a belly to belly overhead that kind of gets a bit stuttery. Mags, they, they sort of look like they're going to do it in one direction, and Sting almost kind of stops mm-hmm. the move when they turn around and do it another way. Not quite sure what happened there, but it kind of it kind of looked a bit stop start for a moment yeah it's um it's a shame as well because these are two wrestlers who uh who are iconic they'll be for uh mm-hmm. forever first ballot hall of fame uh, level wrestlers but they do there seems to be a lot of 
botches and maybe missed times and, and maybe the two wrestlers weren't communicating uh, well in the ring. Uh, so, yeah, the, it, it did look, like you said, a little bit spotty, a little bit ropey in places. Mm, yeah, definitely. Um, again, we're, we're back and forth for the punching, the kicking, and, and, and the general scrapping in general uh, before both collide midair as they both try a crossbody. And that was a stiff collision as well, isn't it? They, there was no yeah. pulling out of that. That was quite a, a wallop, wasn't it, when they hit each other like that? Mm-hmm. It absolutely was. Um, Sting manages to hit quite an early Stinger splash into the corner here and then hits a suplex for a two count. Uh, then he hits a power bomb as well. And this this looked vicious as well, didn't it? Kurt Angle went up very high and Sting really powered him down onto the mat, Magsy, didn't he? Yeah, um, it's it again. You just wince when you see Angle taking um, taking bumps that that specifically target his mm. his his shoulders and neck. It's it it makes you it it does make you wince. Um, yeah, and yeah, it, it was just it's just not a good look. No, not at all, not at all. Um, Kurt does manage to pick the leg though. Uh, and a, goes for an ankle lock, which is countered early on before he hits the, the, I suppose, what would you call them? The rolling German suplexes where he doesn't break the waist lock. He just goes again and again and again before the final one he, he releases on, doesn't he? Great spot. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he went for the, this is almost like one of Kurt's, uh, at least, uh, TNA late WWE, uh, versions of Kurt where, it was one of his go-tos. Uh, I think because they kind of maybe had lost their way in the match. How do you? What do you do for a reset? Kurt goes to the the Rolling Germans. I think there's a couple of points in this in this match where they go back to the Rolling Germans on per, on on purpose to to kind of get to a point where they can both be on the same page. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, we get an angle slam here as well, though, for a two count. And then Kurt climbs to the top rope and hits that moonsault. Oh my word! Kurt Angle's moonsault is a thing of beauty, isn't it? It's it is. It's absolutely glorious. But it, I think Sting was just out of position a little bit, so yes. Kurt yes. only just kind of catches hold of him. Um, and then we obviously we get the the two point nine 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 from uh, Jeff Jarrett uh, doing the counting. Yes, indeed. Um, Another German suplex, but that gets countered into a scorpion death drop, which I thought was a really cool spot. That was a real, real fluid, lovely counter. That was. It reminded me of uh, when the Rock used to do the float over DDT. How, oh, how yes. smooth, how smooth the Rock used to be able to do that. Uh, this that this was a highlight in this match for me. The way uh, Sting transitioned into that into that uh, that that move was was really well done. Mm. Oh, it was beautiful, wasn't it? Uh, a two count, though, kind of. It was a bit clunky again with Jeff Jarrett's count. He, he didn't. Yeah, I'm not quite sure He's what's not going on there. Whether he actually accidentally hit the three or, or whatever, but you know, it was what it was. But then, speaking of Jarrett, he then eats a clothesline. We get the the obvious ref bump that was coming because we have an enforcer on the outside in Mick Foley, and we have a referee in Jeff Jarrett, who's actually a wrestler. So it's kind of obvious we we're going to get shenanigans. I think Rags, wasn't it? Uh, and this is where the match takes a big downturn for me. 
Um, okay. You can almost you can almost smell the the Russo style booking. So right, Jarrett takes the clothesline, and that clothesline kills him for a good five minutes. This is a wrestler, <laughs> a wrestler who has taken countless clotheslines in his time, and the guy is down that long that Foley comes into the ring, obviously being the special, um, the guest enforcer. Um, Kurt taps out to the Scorpion Deathlock whilst none of these yes. two uh, are, are paying attention. Um, then Foley is uh, kicked in the bollocks, which is which is always fun. Um, then um, there's a there's a, a, a point where where Foley ends up doing a count and Jeff Jarrett is still is still down from this fucking clothesline. Mm-hmm. It's 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 bullshit that Jeff Jarrett would be down for this long. And when he does get back up and, and almost uh, gets the, the pin, he, he, there's then another showdown with him and, and, and Angle, and Angle punches him, and he, does, he doesn't sell the punch at all. Sells a clothesline as if it's the, the, the most destructive move in all of wrestling, but gets punched in the face and doesn't sell it whatsoever. They've just... The, the, the consistency and the continuity just went down the toilet for me. Do you know what? I think I've really let myself down here and, and everyone else because you're making complete sense. Everything you're saying is absolutely spot on the money, Magsy. You're, you're totally correct, and it is nonsense. But until you explained it, I didn't even notice. I just sat and watching and didn't even pick up on any of that. There was something as well that um, it, it confused me from the beginning of this match. So you see all the the intro videos, and it shows Kurt Angle and, and Sting having these issues, and then Sting wanting to kind of lap, um, shake hands, and water under the bridge. One second. Uh, Monday night coughs. <laughs> and, and some more. And um, some more. Are you good? Yeah. You okay? Uh, I'm I'm fine for now. I can't promise it won't carry on. <laughs> but yeah, we get we get the video package that shows that Kurt Angle and Sting are on the same page. Um, uh, Sting wants to kind of um, re re uh, mend those bridges, and Kurt Angle spits in his face, which instantly says he he's the heel in this match. Um, Sting um, is. I mean, I know they're in a group that is essentially a heel group, uh, but Sting mm-hmm. is is clearly the face in this match. So when you have a a, a heel uh, face dynamic, why is the odds of this uh, match stacked against Kurt Angle, who is the heel? You it, that doesn't make sense. The heel is not the the wrestler that has to kind of make the um, the 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 come up from behind. He, he has to beat all the odds. This is Kurt Angle who has got Sting against him. Then he's got a referee uh, who who basically doesn't like him, and then he's got a, a commissioner um, as a guest enforcer who doesn't like him. So that it's a, essentially um, the the odds are all stacked in Sting, the face as favor, and that that just struck struck me as odd in the world mm-hmm. of wrestling. It's it tends to be the baby faces, the the, the underdog, 
Uh, he has to like do all the fighting from underneath, and it just felt weird that Angle was the the underdog, even though he was the heel. It just didn't feel like it didn't feel like a a typical wrestling storyline. Like it was trying okay. to be different for different sake. I mean, uh, uh, we have TNA super fans in the CWF, Dan Griffin and Scottish Danny and, and, and various others. Let us know if you remember this particular period or time frame. I think this feels like they're going to go on to something else again. The story's not over. So, yeah, uh, I mean, and the issue, the issues in the main event mafia that even on that tail of the tape and so on, they said that it was Kurt Angle's um, paranoia and uh, fighting for control of course, to these issues, and now it's all coming back to bite him in the ass. So maybe this this is just a step to where they're heading, potentially. That's how it felt to me, anyway. But I know what you mean. It does feel like everything is stacked it in the baby faces' favour, which yeah, is... It just feels odd. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for wrestling. Yeah. Um, Foley gets a chair. Okay. Which is odd in itself. No, the angle brings the chair in. Angle, gets Angle a chair. sorry, yeah. Angle walks halfway down the entrance ramp to go get a chair. Now, oh, all the yes, chairs are under the ring, but he takes a nice yeah. scroll to the end of the, the, the entrance ramp, picks up a chair. Foley, um, very slowly blo- grabs the chair from Angle and then, um, threatens to hit him in the face of it. But waits an awfully long time for Sting to get in position and walk up behind Angle for Angle to duck and um, for Sting to get clocked with the chair. Again, it it works in the sense of it, it's the typical um, the typical action where the the face gets hit, but it just took too long to set it up that it you knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. It. it just that extra yeah. couple of seconds yeah, to get a position obvious, would have made it look a lot better, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, we also get Kurt Angle spitting at Jeff Jarrett, which is grim as fuck. Jarrett's up now, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that was grim. The two counts, sorry, from the chair shot, Sting kicks out on two. The Craig are wild for that. I thought that was going to be the finish because I didn't know who won yeah. this going in. You know, I I would have probably watched this at the time. Yeah. But I've forgotten so much of, of, of TNA from back then. I thought that was the finish. So when he kicked out of two, that got me. I was like, oh, right, okay, we're carrying on for a bit, which was great. Um, Kurt Angle spits at Jeff Jarrett for the two count. They, they have a bit of a scrap. He, he gets punched by Jarrett. He staggers into a scorpion death drop, and it's one, two, three, and that's the end of the match. And it only goes about 13 and a half, 14 minutes, something like that. A lot of star power in this match, a lot of big names, a lot of moving parts, a lot of shenanigans. Feels like the middle of a story rather than anything else, yeah. potentially. But what, what do you think overall with what we've seen today? So the I think that these two guys have had 10 times better matches than this. Um but it wasn't it it wasn't a bad match. I, I I wouldn't say it's like um, a dud or it's the worst thing we've watched. It's just with the wrestlers in this match, you expect a lot better, I think. And um, yeah, it, it was very middle of the road. Mm. Okay. So out of 10? 
I think it, it's it's going to be dead centre. I think it's a five. So you put this the same as Booker T. Steiner in the steel cage straight jacket. That was. A, it's hard to compare matches um, like that. It, it's a five for okay. totally different reasons. Um, the right, the fair. Booker, uh, yeah. the Booker and Steiner one was. It was ridiculously fun. Yeah, it was stupid. Yeah, it, it meant no sense. But it was. It was at least. It was at least fun to watch. Where this was, it was. I was. I was glad I've watched it. But there was just little things that you would expect to be done way better. Um, 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 things that actually didn't make sense. Um, so it, you can't put this as a a great match, but it's also not a terrible match. So I think five is the is the best I can go. Okay. Fair enough. Um, it's probably going to surprise you a little bit here. I've got it marked a bit higher because I thought this was great fun. But at the same time, I'm, I'm going I'm to stick with what I've got as my rating. I'm going to st- stick with that. But you nearly, conv- you nearly convinced me to mark it down a little a little bit further because everything, everything you said, it makes perfect sense. Everything you said is completely correct with regards to how you've pointed out holes and how this, this match was structured and, and things were happening and so on. But at the same time, when I go back to this afternoon and I sat and watched this, I mean, first of all, it's probably a bit too short for a pay-per-view main event. Main event. With yeah. two big stars, your world title. Yeah, probably probably a bit too short. But if you take away the fact it's, it's you know, it is the main event, it is title match, whatever. And you look at it, it's just a 13, 14 minute wrestling match. A bit of shenanigans and all this sort of stuff going on. I I had fun here. I enjoyed this. I don't know if it's a nostalgia thing for me because it's Sting. I love Sting and Kurt Angle and TNA and all that sort of stuff. But I've got seven out of ten just because it was just fun for me. Wow, we're not normally like more than a point uh, adrift of each other. Yeah, but perhaps um, I mean that that's the benefit of of both of us getting the chance to kind of review it without being influenced by the other, I suppose. I saw things that you yeah, yeah, didn't see, and, and and you saw things. That, oh, I missed that... loads. So yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I didn't think it was all mm. all that, and you were obviously wrong. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, so then, where would you like to go next week, Magsy? Where would you like to link to from this on next week's poll? So the link is plain and simple. It is um, factions imploding, um, where two members of a of a group, a stable, a faction, have beef and they have to slug it out in the ring. Uh, but man is coming way more up to date. Um, it's a pay per view that I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, uh, Clash of Champions twenty twenty, and this is. The WWE Universal title match, Roman Reigns taking on his um, bloodline brethren, Jay Uso. Oh, interesting. Interesting. And that, I mean, obviously, that's crazy because that storyline is still kind of rumbling on, isn't it? With the bloodline and mm-hmm. Reigns and different people. Meet, uh, and that was three years ago. It shows, yeah. you know, how, how long this has been going. And we could, if, we, if that wins the poll, we could potentially dip our toe into a little bit of the bloodline story and and the moving parts and and you know it's not very often we dive into 
the modern day product at length, I think, because of the way the show is structured here on Chain Wrestling. So, but we've got potential to do so there and have a look at maybe who takes the belt off Roman as well. There's a lot we can do with that, Max, isn't there? There is. There's a lot of little paths we can go down. Yeah, so there we go. Clash of Champions 2020, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. Ah, interesting. <laughs> Hang on, is that in the Thunderdome? Is that with all the TV cameras, uh, TV screens? It is, yeah. It's the, uh, ah, the match that, the match. Ah, Yeah, the match that I, uh, that I mentioned it on was when I put forward Sami Zayn versus AJ Styles versus Jeff Hardy, mm-hmm. the, the triple threat ladder match. Um, that opened the show, and this um, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso obviously closes the show. Have we covered anything from the empty arena time or the Thunderdome time? I'm not sure we have, have we? I don't think that we have. So that'll be an interesting dynamic as well, because we won't yeah. have the fan interaction to to throw in. Mm. Mm, it would be interesting, interesting to link okay. it to, to a WrestleMania that has been done at the uh, that has been done at the the, the Thunderdome, maybe like the Drew um, McIntyre where he won the title and there was absolutely nobody there. Well, that was actually the performance centre, wasn't it? Yeah. As where they, to, had, it was they like, didn't have the screen. Re- no. yeah. yeah. Oh, that was that was rough. Yeah. That would be interesting to go back and have a look at the match itself and see if, if that was better than we remember because of the atmosphere or whatever. But yeah, anyway, yeah, great shape. Roman Reigns, Joe, so Clash of the Champions 2020. I am going to stick with TNA because I have bloody good fun here. So my first link is obviously it's TNA. My second link is it's 2009. I'm sticking with the same year. Um, my third link is Kurt Angle. My fourth link is Mick Foley because at Hard Justice 2009, the main event there is Kurt Angle versus Mick Foley. And I thought, I don't remember that at all. Might be shite. Might be fantastic. Let's check it out. So that's my link in the poll this week. Uh, TNA Hard Justice 2009, Kurt Angle versus Mick Foley for the TNA World Title. So there we go. Bit more TNA, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yep. Uh, Dan Griffin says, uh, "Sir, sticking with TNA, insta win," and it does give us a little bit of a um, kind of context uh, for for this match and why it may have okay. felt confused uh, just looking at this on its own. He says it all headed into lockdown where Foley beat Sting for the title, and the rest of the main event mafia lost to Team Jarrett. Sting won the main event uh, Mafia leadership at Sacrifice. Then there was a power struggle between um, Sting and Kurt Angle. So, yeah, um, maybe that's why it was booked the way it was. But watching this mm. in singularity, it just felt a little a little confused. Yeah, yeah, I totally get you, mate. I totally get you. But those are your options for this week's poll and where we head next week here on Chain Wrestling Live. We can head to WWE. Clash of Champions 2020 and see Roman Reigns take on Jey Uso for the WWE Championship or we can see the TNA Championship decided between Sting no not Sting fuck I thought I was doing so well there between I'll cut all this out on the audio version that'd be fine uh, between Kurt Angle and Mick Foley at TNA Hard Justice 2009 the poll will be up as always later in the week after the audio version has dropped um, those interested in the Destination X match we have looked at today, if you've not already seen it, it is available on YouTube, the whole pay-per-view in its entirety. Just literally type in TNA full pay-per-views and it gives you a huge list. TNA Destination X 2009, it's right there for you. Or we have shared it on our Twitter account at chain underscore wrestling. 
Magsy, what's that silly racist bastard been saying now? Oh, I do you know. I forgot about this. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Liar, liar, pants on fire, hanging from a telephone wire, squirming, squirming, pants are burning when I lie, my lips start turning. Wow, that's unbelievable. Look, man, I made a mistake. So, Mr. Hogan starred in the films Mr. Nana and Santa with Muscles. Hogan claims that he wrote, rewrote both of the scripts in Tyler and had his writing credits stolen from him by the Writers Guild. Of course. Of course yeah, that happened. Because, because Hogan can write scripts. Mm. He can't follow uh, oh, scripts. Oh, never man writes scripts. <laughs> On another note, why would you want to say you wrote that shite? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Max, I'll quit scan through the chat then before we depart this evening because I need to go to bed. Yeah, the, a lot of it is the wealth of knowledge from uh, Mr. Griffin. Um, he said he went to the impact zone and there was a standing section on the floor and the seats were all bleacher style. He then says it was a a bizarre experience seeing the people being canvassed for free at Universal. It was a benefit and a distraction. It It kept the production cost down, but obviously it was limited uh, income. Mm. Uh, He then says the star power in this main event was immense. Sting, Angle, Fawley, all massive. Then the Jarrett turd in the... Oh, we couldn't have... uh, A Jeff Jarrett mention on chain wrestling. We might Dan Griffin saying something about him in the chat, could we? Let's be honest. It's amazing that he's still very prominent now, that he's getting matches on AEW pay-per-views. Jeff fucking Jarrett. Yeah. Jesus I, Christ. I got, no issue. I got no issues with Jeff Jarrett at all, to be honest. No no problem at all. Uh, Dan then says, the longest match on the card that night was the Ultimate X at 40 minutes 10. One of three matches on a now-match card that went over 10 minutes. Was Russo booking at this point, then? Because that does sound very Russo-esque. I, I, I think he might have been. He's got to have been, hasn't he? In okay. 2009, I think he was there. Dan then says, interesting pick, Mr. Mags. Not sure how the Thunderdome era holds up. I don't think it holds yeah. up very well. Um, I think for the the kind of period of time that we were in, it was the best idea to at least keep fans somewhat involved. Uh, I can't see how... Um, how else WWE could have pulled it off? But yeah, it's uh, it's way better with actual live crowds. Definitely way mm. better. Uh, but that could all be to 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 note because uh, Dan does say that it's instant win for you. So maybe TNA is the way that we'll be going for the next few weeks. Maybe, mate. Maybe with the Thunderdome. Do you remember when people? Because you used to like have to book your spot, couldn't you? And you'd be in the screen in the crowd. Night. Do you remember when people would be like putting up pictures of Chris Benoit and stuff like that on the screen? <laughs> Fuck yeah, hell. and 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 people were told uh, to to change the t-shirts. Like if if they had a, like an AEW t-shirt or a Chris Jericho t-shirt, uh, Bullet Club, they were told, look, you you can't wear that. So you were getting bumped, or you were getting put right at the back of the of the the screens. Um, yeah, apparently they had other staff um, specifically to to scan the screens to kick off anybody who was uh, who was um, misbehaving. I'm sure there was someone there 
weren't there uh, a screen where someone was like having sex as well? Um, <laughs> oh wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I vaguely remember that. It definitely Fact. wasn't me. I'll tell yeah. you that for vaguely sure. remember that. Vaguely, <laughs> vaguely remember that, Mister Sticky Keyboard over there. Okay, <laughs> Magsy. <laughs> Do you want to let everyone know whereabouts they can find you online, my good friend? Uh, well, online, they will very rarely find me unless you follow me on my TikTok at PodFarmerMags, where I uh, post uh, videos of my chickens. Oh, fun fact, one of my uh, videos got a community guideline strike. Um I have no idea why, and I've appealed it, but it's still going through. Um, but, yeah, you can follow me on there if you want chicken-based content, or I do have a, an X account. Um, I don't very much use it, but that's Podfather Mags. Uh, so, yeah, come and follow me on there if you want to be ignored. There we go. Uh, just so Dan Griffin doesn't think we're ignoring him, he does confirm it was Russo uh, and Conway booking at this point, shortly before Hogan came in and Bischoff was installed, uh, although he thinks it was Dutch Mantel and Jeff Jarrett also having creative input there as well. So, again, a lot going on behind the scenes. Like Rob Conway. Rob Cop just look at me. Is it that Cop? Is it that? Just look at me. I do, what? I do, unfortunately. But was it that Cop? I, love- yeah. I don't know. Would it be that Cop? I'm going I kind of hope so. And whilst you're doing that, I'll let everyone know whereabouts they can find me online and anything I'm involved in. And that's at SJP World Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, uh, iTunes, all the places that you can find your podcasts and your live shows. Make sure you're checking us a follow, a subscribe, and all that good stuff. And on the network, as I mentioned earlier on, we have new shows starting very soon, uh, as well as all the shows that are here already with regards to uh, the HBK pod. Um, had a guest on last week, having a guest on next week as well. Going to be quite interesting. The Chain Wrestling podcast itself as well. I know some people, Maxi, they listen to us live, they watch us live. And then they listen to the podcast later in the week as well. That's fantastic, isn't it? Isn't that awesome? I love that. I absolutely love that. Yeah. If, what what people, whoever that is, then start listing the the bits that the uh, Sar cuts out. I I barely cut out anything, mate. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just literally puts a audio on the end, audio on the beginning, and just leaves it. No, in the middle as well. You know, whilst we're talking about Rob Conway, for example, I might have played Rob Conway's theme underneath there. You know, oh, by the way, it was Matt Conway. By the way, what a Matt Conway. I know, disappointed that. Yeah. yeah, bring back Rob Conway. Yes, and then we can all just look at him, um, <laughs> as his theme tune says. <laughs> but most importantly, of course, you can find this show on Facebook and Twitter at chain underscore wrestling, where you'll find the non-wrestling topic, the weekly poll, and so on. A uh, gentleman contacted us on Facebook, Magsy, asking if we can make sure the non-wrestling topic goes out on the Facebook page as well. I will make sure I do that from now on. I apologize. That's not been the case in the past, but I'll make sure that happens. Thank you very much. I, I've not got it to hand I believe the guy's name is Robert Stocks, and he has been Thanks liking and following. Out. Yes, and he has been liking and following a lot of the pages on Facebook with regards to all the different shows. Uh, it turns out that he is taking in a great deal of content that the network is putting out. So thank you so much for that. Oh, he's, he's we massively appreciate that. Well, so. 
yeah, yeah, absolute legend. So thank you so much for that. And again, thank you to everybody who has been sharing their Spotify wrapped charts and so on, whether it's fallen on wrestling topic today or just tweeting it out on Twitter as people tend to, or sharing it on Facebook as people tend to. And we see the SJP World Media logo in your top five normally not out of the top two with the majority of people who are sharing it which means a great deal to everyone involved with the network and so on so thank you so much for that it's awesome you are all absolute legends magazine i'm off now to finish my cup of tea get into bed and probably watch a bit more tna on youtube to fall asleep to because i'm loving it at the moment i'll see you next week my friend barry Windham was the worst of the west texas rednecks Punishing the pessimist, pouring out the paint, I'm not prejudiced. Any color's good for me, doesn't matter, see. Draining all you have, charging me with battery. Squiggly eyes going left, going right. Slinking through the up above and some out of sight. I got the whole lobby running, like I'm in a dungeon. Counting down to one, cause your days are numbered. I got a visa on the way to see ya. the Mona Lisa. When I land, they don't stand a chance. Trapped inside a world with the stickiest of hands. Squeeze your cheeks, tying up your feet. You're blue in the face, but you're purple underneath. I see you, you see me. Everybody knows I run these streets like a migraine in your